0: Hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, yesterday I said that we would have a special recording at the end of the daily devotional today about all that's been happening because so many people have been asking. But upon conversation with others and further thought, I decided that we would make the whole of today's daily devotional a special message that talks about all that God has been doing. Our daily devotionals are all about prayer and our prayer life. And certainly there will be much for you to pray for out of this today. It's maybe a little longer than normal, but I think it will greatly bless you today. In recent times, family, friends, Faith Builder partners and people who follow the ministry have been asking us, have been asking me what I've been doing these past few months. I've been traveling extensively and I've been asking people to pray and to intercede for meetings that have taken uh, place in places like Phoenix and Tulsa, St. Louis, and in Brisbane and in other places. And so today, I thought I would share with you some of what has been happening and what I've been up to. To understand all of this, however, and what I'm doing, it fits into a bigger picture. Now, when I was a little boy, some nights if I was outside with mum and dad and my four brothers, and we were looking up at the stars, we would look for certain constellations. Now, a constellation is a configuration of stars that makes a shape. We didn't know the astrological names for these shapes, but we called one constellation the saucepan. We had another one that we called the three bears. And there was another one we always looked for, a famous one, which was the Southern Cross. And if we said to mum and dad, where's the Southern Cross? They would always say, look for the pointers. And sure enough, standing out very clearly in the night sky were two stars, which I would learn later were Alpha Centauri, the second closest star to the earth and Beta Centauri. And if you found the pointers, you would find the Southern Cross. The cross is the symbol of God's love for all of humankind. That whilst humanity was separated from God, by our weakness and by our sinfulness, that God the Father sent His Son into the world to set us free, to save us because He loved us. And it is the cross which is the symbol of His mercy. And there it was in the sky. This year, Rosemary and I moved home. And when I lie in bed at night and I look out the window, there in the, uh, in the, in the night sky, large in my window, is the Southern Cross and its two pointers. This picture is what I can see from my window. I took this picture uh, only a few hours ago. And what I hear God saying to me louder than I ever have in my whole life is point to me now, point to me, show me to people everywhere. This has gripped me in recent times more than it ever has. In recent years, we've been working on this sharing of who Jesus is and bringing people to faith. We found a way as a ministry, we found a way that when we share the gospel in certain ways, it keeps bringing people to Jesus or bringing people back to Jesus and his church if they've been disconnected. It's without exaggeration that countless numbers of people have turned to God, returned to church and have overcome the challenges in their life all because they heard the message of Jesus. It has been extraordinary. Extraordinary. I wish I could have every one of you see and hear what we do. We are living in a world in great pain. There's the people of Myanmar, oppressed by the military. In both the nations of Sudan and South Sudan, in both respective countries, there's civil wars raging. There's the devastation in Syria, the unrest in Lebanon, and the more well-known wars taking place right now between Ukraine and Russia. The conflict in Israel, Gaza and the West Bank. And these are just to name some of the conflicts in the world. There is a poverty and oppression affecting many people today. Violence is on the streets of numerous cities and nations around the world. It's even in our suburbs where we live. Today, marriages and relationships are under stress. There's financial pressure for so many Countless people are captured by addictions such as drugs, alcohol, pornography, and the devastating effects of these and so many others. In all of these, people are hurting and people are being crushed in body and spirit. And at the same time, as these are increasing, the voice of Christ and that of the church is being pushed to the sidelines of society the world is becoming more and more godless. What's this got to do with what I'm doing, what we're doing? I hear Christ saying to me in my conscience, point to me, point to me and point to me now and do it now and show people me. When I was 17 years old, I felt in my conscience that place where you hear the voice of God in your own heart and life. I felt that God wanted to say something to me. I know that's strange, a strange concept for some people that God would speak and that God would direct us. But for me, uh, I I had this sense that God wanted to impress on my heart something. And over an eight-month period, I wondered what God wanted to say to me because in these eight months, I kept hearing this thought, God wants to say something as strange as that was. I heard nothing. And then over a series of days in my mid-18th year, Uh, I felt like God impress on my heart what I was to do with the rest of my life. My dad, whenever he spoke to my four brothers and I, often, often at times, instead of using our names, would say to us when speaking to us individually, my son. He called us my son. And he did this until he was a very old man and right up until the day he died. And this deeply affected me and probably my image of who God is. So when I think of God, I often have this image of a father who loves us deeply, who wants to be intimate with us. So when I wrote over those few days in my 18th year, what I thought God was saying to me or convicting me of, I always felt God was starting off by saying, my son. I've never heard God's voice, but I wrote in those days what I thought God was saying as if he was talking directly to me. Uh, The following are my words, what I felt in my conscience in in those days. And this is what I wrote when I was 18 years old. My son, I, the Lord your God, love you. I love you with an unceasing love, a love that cannot pass away. My son, I tell you that the darkness that comes upon this earth has already begun. Already people cannot hear my word or see me in my own creation's either in that of themselves or of my creations on the earth. My son, I have a special word for you, and that is you will proclaim my glory to the ends of the earth. I tell you that will be hard because that will mean loneliness from those who love you. That will mean persecution because you love me. My son, thousands, even millions will turn away from the proclaiming light that you will bring to them. But millions will grow to love me because of your witness and your words, which I will have given to you. No single set of words have affected me as these. I was 18 years old. These words have been my North Star. What the world needs now in our day is Jesus Christ. People need to encounter him for themselves. From the time I was 18 years old, I set out to fulfill how to point people to Jesus. I've got to be honest, I didn't know how. Uh, I've, I've often been lost as to how. And yet through the years of invitations that have come and the opportunities that have come through priests and bishops and business people and people from many different backgrounds to share Christ, every time I've learnt more and more and we've learnt more and more. Just a few years ago, the small work that I and our team were doing on television and parish missions and events was seen by a lawyer and attorney in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the United States. He approached me and he asked if I would be interested in proclaiming Christ to even more people across the United States and around the world. Well, after some disownment, we agreed. And over the past few years, countless numbers of people across the globe have come to Christ, returned to Christ become more open to Christ, all because of the invitation of that lawyer. It has been a time filled with challenges. There have been hardships, as, as we've learned so much. But it's been amazing and, and more than I could ever, ever have imagined. There have been times when people have said to me to give up because of how hard it's been. Uh, it's even been said to me that sharing Christ through this kind of proclamation isn't wanted by people. I know that there are people who are saying it's too late. The times are too dark. Well, I don't agree. I've seen what the gospel can do. I've seen people's lives changed. And I believe that the gospel is the hope of the world. A couple of years ago, an accountant in Australia, a Catholic man who I didn't know approached me also. And he's been sending me messages (laughs) over and over and emails and asking if he could meet, asking if he can help. He's been persistent. Uh, He, along with another group of accountants, lawyers, business people, and others who watch the daily devotionals, who pray with us, or who watched the other things we've done, have gathered together. They've offered their help. They've asked what they can do to help make the gospel go further. And just like that lawyer in Tulsa, Oklahoma they have said that they will do what needs to be done in order to make Christ go further. When I looked at every one of them, whether they are in the United States or Australia or elsewhere, uh, every one of them have been affected by Christ through the ministry because the ministry shared Christ with them and they've been affected in some big or small way. The big learning in the past couple of years has been if that if we are to reach people for Jesus Christ, and connect them to his church, then we have to get the message that we share outside the walls of the church. If all we're doing is reaching people in the church, we'll not reach the majority of people who are already outside the church. And for most people, this is their spouse, their children, their family, their friends and colleagues, because they are outside the church. So often out of the blue, people I've not known or hardly known Uh, have contacted me and asked if they can help, just like all of these people I've mentioned. It's so often been these people that has caused us and helped me to reach more people for Christ. Now, here are these accountants and lawyers and business people bringing their skills together from different countries even to make this happen. Now, we know if we are to put our programs on television, on social media, the internet and advertise, that people in the privacy of their home will watch And many people will come to encounter Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. From here, they go to church. Uh, We have to get the message of Jesus in front of people. The problem is, is that this kind of marketing and getting the message in front of people is expensive. We're competing. We're competing with Coca-Cola. We're competing with McDonald's, with Apple, with Amazon, with Starbucks, these giant and many other companies. And and while many of them sell great products, our product is the love of Jesus. It is the greatest product of all. But getting that message out is not cheaper for church people. And what is preventing us from reaching more people, reaching our families for Jesus is the cost. So these accountants, these lawyers, these business people and others in various countries want to help overcome this problem uh, that is restricting us in how we share Jesus and how we help Uh, reaching others and so they're setting up proper structures they're setting up proper ways that where a person can loan money to the ministry larger amounts of money to the ministry to be used in proper ways in modern ways in professional ways to reach people to share Christ and then for these funds that have been given to us to be returned to the people who want the funds returned to them who loaned them to us. They're also setting up so that people who are convinced by God and want to donate the funds can give the funds to the ministry to be used to share Christ with the world uh, also. This is different to our Faith Builder partners because the Faith Builder partners are keeping us going every day. That's what you do for those of you who are. What we're talking about now is going to an entire another level. Our Faith Builder partners are the ones who keep us with the ability to be able to stand here today I would not be able to be here today if it was not for our Faith Builder partners. Now, it all sounds simple, I know, but to do it properly and to be obedient to the calling of God, to share Christ, it has to be done correctly. The group of people who approach me and asked if they can help are being evangelists themselves. This is what is taking up so much of my time. I feel convicted. I feel compelled to share Christ but there are others who are just like me, who want to do the same. If we want to truly change the world, history tells us bring people to Jesus Christ. That's the answer. If we want answers to the issues of society and the breakdown of society and the isolation we see in society, bring people to Jesus. A life changed by Christ will be used by God to address the issues of global warming, poverty, war, politics, unemployment, education, medicine, and the list goes on and on. Because when someone comes to Jesus, Jesus will convict them and place them, as the scripture says, to use their gifts, their passions, their talent, whether it be in business or politics or or some other place, or in the day-to-day areas of their life to change the world. This is what it means to be a light on the hill. The answer is us being filled with Jesus in the place where God puts us, in our families and in the world? The answer is Jesus. The lawyer, the attorney from Tulsa said to me, I'll help you share the gospel all around America and all over the world. And then he said to me, I don't want anything for it. You don't need to pay me. He has spent hours and hours on this. He has flown to cities at his own expense to meet me and to meet with others. And yet, he won't even let me pay for lunch when we meet. He says by his actions, he wants Christ to be known by people. And here's the fascinating thing. I'm a Catholic. This man is not a Catholic. But what he is, is a Christ follower and a lover of Christ. And he wants us to reach more people and to put them in the Catholic Church and to bring them to Christ and to connect them wherever we can. And not just to reach Catholic people, but to reach all people for Christ Uh, interestingly he's also one of our largest donors on top of all of that when we were figuring it out and learning and testing he didn't abandon us when COVID hit and that was a tough time wasn't it for so many he didn't quit on us it's because of him that he helped us reach people in places that we could only ever have dreamed of Here's some of the countries where people have asked to receive our daily devotionals and other materials that we would have never gone to if it wasn't for the invitation of that attorney in Tulsa. Uh, He was a man I had never met and he has encouraged me over and over, just like many Catholic bishops have, to share the gospel. Our daily devotionals go to Algeria, Angola, uh, Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Central Africa Republic, Comoros, Equatorial Guinea, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Gabon, Gambia, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, Lee, C2, Liber- Liberia, uh, Libya, Malawi, uh, Mali, Morocco, Nambia, Nigeria, Rwanda, Senegal, Sierra Leone, Somalia, South Africa, Sudan, Swaziland, Tanzania. Tunisia, Uganda, Zambia, as well as uh, many other places. These are just some of the places. These are places in Africa, in the continent of Africa. Why do I read these to you? Uh, look how far we have, we have reached. Look how far that that message that God spoke to that little boy, because that's all I was when I was 18, has gone You'll proclaim my glory to the ends of the earth. And it has. Uh, All of this is on top of the fact that now people in every state of the USA, Australia, the United Kingdom, countries throughout Europe, South America, Asia, the Pacific are receiving the message of the gospel through what we're sharing. None of this would have happened if it was not for that man, that lawyer, one man stepping out of the dark. And saying by his actions, I believe that the gospel is the hope of the world. It wouldn't have happened without him. It wouldn't have happened without the ministry team I have around me, my staff, who are convicted to see Christ come. Uh, It's also been because of the many Catholic bishops who have made all of this possible. We'll soon launch the Daily Devotional and Sunday Messages in multiple other languages, different languages in different regions of the world. My prayer in time is that we can release the daily devotionals in over a hundred different languages every day that would reach people exactly where they are. Someone wrote to me recently and said this, at the age of 60 odd, I wish there was someone who had explained all of this to us the way you are, Bruce. Perhaps as younger people, we would have had a much deeper walk with God and not just gone through the motions year after year. Thank you for following what God has sent you to do. Someone else wrote, I'm from a small town. I'm not anyone important, but I was looking for my faith. So when I heard you speak, I can truly say that you saved my Catholic life. Thank you. Truly, thank you. And then someone else wrote, I used to be Catholic. I made my Holy Communion and confirmation when I was a child. If I had gotten this kind of teaching then, I would never have left the Catholic Church. There's an incredible amount to this and this ministry and how we're doing it. And if you think you can help or you want to know more, please contact me. If you know someone you think might be able to help us share Jesus so that people would come to know him and it would change their world and our world, share this with them. If you'd like to contribute to Share Jesus, because you think that the gospel is the hope of the world, well, you can contact me or just go straight to this uh, website and you can contribute now. I can do this by myself. um, But if you go back and look at that picture of the Southern Cross, have a look at the two pointers. All by myself, I'm just a twinkling star pointing nowhere in particular. Uh, If you take one of them away, it points to nothing. For that star... For those pointers to have meaning, they need another pointer to come alongside them, to point to Christ. And I'm asking you today, I'm asking you, would you by your prayer, by your contribution, by your skill, by what you can do, would you be be a pointer with me that points to the cross of Christ? I'm asking you to join me in whatever way you can. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do for the remainder of my life. Myself, our team and all those who step out of the darkness and say, we can help you make Christ the Lord of people's lives. The world is in need of Christ. The world is in need of Jesus right now. And if you will not and I will not go, who will? This is our hour. This is our moment in history. This is when the need is before us. And it is wrong to say that the hour is too late. It is wrong to say that it is too dark. This is our moment. This is what I've been doing. And this is what I'm grateful to everyone who's helping me do. Pray that we can reach another life. Another life that is valuable. Another life all over the world because Jesus is the hope of the world. So if you want to talk to me, you can contact me confidentially. And and I'd love to hear what God has placed on your heart right now. The world is in need of you and me being those pointers to Him. Loving Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise because you are good. And Lord God, our world is in need. And Jesus, right from the very beginning, when you walked the earth, you constantly sent people out. You proclaimed your kingdom. And you told us to go into the world and to do even more, that we would do even more than what you had done. Lord God, bless us, anoint us, gather us so that we can bring people to know you more deeply, that people can go to churches, connect with churches, come back to to church communities and bring life into those communities where they are all over the world because they have come to know you. Lord, give people the courage to step out of the dark to give people the courage to step forward and to be strong. Lord God, speak your word so that people are convicted and can say, this is what God has asked of me. This is what my conscience is telling me to do and that they would do it. Father, I pray that we would declare you and your love. And Lord God, I pray that you are the light of the world and may we point to you, to your cross and to your mercy. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thank you for being with us. I pray that God blesses you exactly where you are. Write to me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, And may God bless you. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.